Last episode, we discussed monetizing your passion and by the end of this episode, we're gonna walk away with some serious money-saving hacks. Welcome to Uncorked, where we bring you the latest trends and tips to win your market all while sipping fine wine. I'm your host, Risha Garnada. Uncorked is a podcast show featuring fun and interesting conversations all about business, branding, and marketing trends. In each episode, I interview people who have done some highly notable things in their market, and they end up telling us their secrets to success as we drink some really good wine. Welcome to Uncork. This is episode 10, and today I am sitting with the author of Wealth by Design, and she is known as a financial fiduciary. Um, and a uh, registered investment advisor. So welcome to the show, thank Elizabeth you so much. Dawson. Yes, cheers. cheers. And thank you for the wine. Yes, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Great wine, Cliffleade, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. So hopefully you'll go out there and enjoy it, but it's not something you buy at a store. You gotta go directly to the vineyard. I love that. Yeah. And you told me something really special about this one. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's the exclusive, oh gosh, sorry. <laughs> the exclusive wine that's actually served in the White House and has been for, I think, close to 50 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I was super excited when you told me that yeah. you were bringing this. So it's just you. a very smooth, mm-hmm. this is a very smooth cab, which is nice. And yeah. they have a great Sauvignon Blanc, which is very unique. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, don't don't drive if you're going to drink the whole bottle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right, so definitely it's not. It's something to just enjoy and, and have a nice toast with a good friend. Yeah, it's a big, um, I heard someone say once that it is like the main course or the cocktail wine. Mm-hmm. It's when it's a big too. wine, it's like uh, you don't, need to pair it with anything. Sure. It can be something that you walk around yeah. with a nice glass and enjoy it for the evening or your nightcap. I don't know. <laughs> um, so tell me about your business. You have sure. many titles you, and you have, I mean, I've always wanted to write a book. Um, I've been in the financial services industry for 21 20- And now this one specifically is about uh, ways to love your retirement. And so what are some things that um, if somebody really wants to dive into, of of course they need to call you, but Mm -hmm. they want to get their finances straight and they want to get into investments, but what are some things that they can find from from this book and so from what you write. in this book and I, I mean I'll just kind of yeah go to it. definitely it's, it's um, it, what what's great about it it's a whole process for people to follow it gives generalities so each topic if you will mm-hmm. are um, little secrets to success so what we've found in our industry is if you have great systems and procedures you're going to create success with that so for our consumer who we want to read this and we always want feedback. Uh, we actually have a website that you can go to for this book specifically. It's called Elizabeth with an S. Mm-hmm, Dawson. I saw that, yeah. Uh, but it, you can go there and you can see the book. You can get it from Amazon. You can get nice. the Audible version if you would like. Uh, but uh, the, the main points here, 
there's so much education. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I always talk about the cost of traditional thinking. Well, traditional thinking, if it were correct, everyone would be right and everybody would be rich. Right. They wouldn't need a financial <laughs> advisor such as myself. Yeah. Um, the difference in this point of view is it takes you from A to B, okay, and A to Z. Mm -hmm. uh, most people in the financial services industry are really either one of two things. They're either an agent working you know, particularly for one particular company, okay. only offering what they are allowed to sell, yeah. or they're a broker. Uh, like a stockbroker, yeah. you know, a money picker, if you will, uh, but they're not necessarily, you know, true financial comprehensive planners, and mm -hmm. we're really a true financial comprehensive planning firm. So it makes it different, unique, and when people go through this process, they actually will tell me, "I've never thought about all that together. Yeah, I've never thought about all of those different things." Right. Because the average consumer thinks that a financial advisor is really a stockbroker. Exactly. That's why. And yeah. we get into the meat and potatoes of. What's your financial behavior? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you spending money on? Yeah. How can I actually help find money for you? Right. And our talent really comes down to the point where uh, it's about finding money mm -hmm. because uh, so many people will come to us and they'll say, "Well, I don't have any money. You know, I don't have mm -hmm. enough money to, to work with you." And and uh, it's so different and unique. Where in that process, especially on the accumulating phase mm -hmm. of creating wealth, yeah. uh, we, we talk about let's help you find the money so you can do this. Right. And so, on average, that's super unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On average, you know, if, uh, there's a couple out there making 100 to 120 thousand. We're just working with a, a unique couple right now, and we found about 58 thousand dollars a year in our coaching process about looking through all their financials. Right. But they're just kind showing of... them how to recover it. But right now, they're giving it away to financial institutions, to oh, banks, wow. to the government. Yeah. And ultimately, their lifestyle. And life gets really busy. Yeah, the, the <laughs> cases of wine yes, or whatever. No. That's why I'm saying you probably don't want to spend a lot of money on that habit, but it can be a very expensive habit to have too. So totally. The book is a wealth of information, and Love and it. it's a guide. It's a it's just a simple guide, mm -hmm. but at the same time, your real true success is going to be working with a very comprehensive financial advisor. Yeah, you need that help. Wonderful. Well, um, I totally agree with you. I think that that is very unique that you guys actually go in there and help them. Um, kind of gain an idea on finances because when I think about working with a financial advisor, the first thing I think about is, yes, I don't have the money to maybe hire one, but what about to even invest? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that people get caught up on, I don't have money to invest, mm -hmm. so I'm going to be a waste of time working with them. Like they're not, this financial advisor isn't going to want to work with me because sure. I don't have a lot to give, but you actually find them and set them up and give them a plan to do that, and that's super unique. So not only are you an author, mm -hmm. and you run this awesome company, yes. you also have a podcast that, yes. thank you so much, I was able to be on it, yes. it's a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and it's called Ways to Love Your Money. Yes. And uh, it, it brought up a lot of cool dialogue, I mean, within myself, I mean, you asked some really great questions in there, mm -hmm. um, and it, it brought to light, um, I mean, I, I think that you bring to light with your whole show about um, what you're wasting your money on, what you're spending your money on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, and then right now you got, you were telling me earlier that you guys have a really cool um, kind of campaign going for coming around Christmas. So can you tell me about that? Yes, yes. Yeah. So we actually, it's right here, we're having a party Yay. because we actually expanded our business and we created our own studio. Mm -hmm. So in that studio, we're having our grand opening mm -hmm. and it's going to be, you know, this amazing little party to toast to the success of being able to do shows like this, do media, because if we're not creating 
mm -hmm. and marketing and innovating to create that success when it comes to a media front or a branding front. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not we're not you know surviving we're dying right so we wanted to create the easy button for people to actually use our building if you will mm -hmm. our property to be able to do this with our executive producer and and uh, the team that supports us mm -hmm. and it was just one of those things that uh, okay. I have I have my general manager and, and her name's Jennifer and she and I go back and forth and I come up with all these crazy ideas every <laughs> single year and she always threatens me that she's going to quit. Oh. <laughs> Please don't quit, Jennifer. But she always follows me with all of the great ideas that yeah. I, I kind of create in my brain that are going to be these successful things. And, and no doubt in my mind, I don't ever think they're not going to be successful right. because we believe in it so uh -huh. much. A true entrepreneur, they say that they're not... You know how, pe how people will say that mm -hmm. entrepreneurs are actually um, reckless or <laughs> they take risks. And actually, it's that they are very... I mean, they feel like they're going to... Yeah. Like they're doing great. Like they actually, they don't see any way, any way that they can, they can fail. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're risk takers. They're just super optimistic. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's definitely a character trait that, I mean, that will take you far because <laughs> you're optimistic. You have these ideas. Um, I'm sure you're staying up a lot like me and thinking these things and writing them down. Oh, and it's, it's a lot of fun. For years. Yeah. I, I <laughs> but think... everyone's welcome to come to our open house cool. if you like. And it's yeah. on December 5th from 4 we'll, to 7. We'd love cool. for you to be there. So Yeah, we'll post the date in there, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I want to get into to this topic of um, like basically ways that you could um, that you can save money. Okay. And um, so if you, if you could just give us some like money saving hacks. Sure, and there's a chapter in the book about it too. Great. So it kind of talks about it. Yeah. So sometimes we might have a bad habit. <laughs> Wine might be a bad habit, <laughs> <laughs> but it might be a coffee habit. And I won't say mm -hmm. a particular store, but everyone goes there. Yeah, and they and spend $8 you, a cup. No. <laughs> exactly. So there was something that we did, and I think the average cost was something like about 12 to $15 a day. And that bad coffee habit. On coffee coffee, maybe yeah. a little snack, something yeah. like this. Sometimes they might go multiple times in a day. Mm -hmm. And they might be doing this not just five days a week. They might be doing this seven days a week. Every single day. So this is thousands of dollars that you are giving away yeah. to a business and lifestyle that you mm -hmm. could actually be recovering. And if you could recover it and put in your best investment, let's say it could earn you 5%. Right. Are you willing to give that away, you know, for that amount of money over your lifetime? So mm -hmm. I think we talked about the number being something about $2,500 a year. Yeah. And it's hard to fathom that we would spend that much on that kind of a habit. Right. And this is just a small scale of what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, totally. Because. Uh, but if we could have invested that over, let's say, 15, 20 years, what, what could we have actually done? We probably mm -hmm. would have had enough to buy the coffee shop. Yeah. So are we willing wow. to give that money away or do we want to recover some of that money mm -hmm. for ourselves? Yeah. And when I show people something called a found money report and every dollar that we have found in all their cash flow and companies that are charging them business, you know, costs for doing business with them, yeah. uh, you know, whatever it might be, all those dollars and cents that we find out, they look at that and they go, oh my gosh. And I said, well, how much of that would you like to recover it? Mm -hmm. All of it? Yeah. Part of it or none of it? Right. Do you want to transfer wealth or do you mm -hmm. want to start to accumulate and create wealth? Yeah. Because the people that you know are at a million, two million dollars worth of savings and investments and things like this, this is where so many people want to get to. Well, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And if you wait until later, it's not necessarily going to happen. Yeah. But in, in my book of uh, um, quotes, I always say, if it's not fun, don't do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I try to make the financial planning process a lot of fun. And it's exciting because it's constantly changing. And really, as a financial coach as well, in a coaching process, I have to coach people each and every year to create that success. Mm -hmm. Because if they just fall off the tracks, that success is gone. Yeah. 
So we look at found money, cash flow, everything like that each and every year mm -hmm. to try and find more and more money for people. Right. And everybody likes money. Yeah. So you so you evaluate what um, I guess so the, the takeaway would be yes you evaluate where they're spending their money, but really for people to start being conscious of what they're spending their money on, mm -hmm. um, and that way that they can invest it into. Yeah you know, into places that actually matter. I exactly. Mean. And the discipline that we have today, it might mm -hmm. not be 100%. Right. Right. But even if we got to 20%, mm -hmm. well, that's a better rate of return yeah. than any market could give you. Yeah. If you could recover 20% of your expenses and you could put those into your best investments, mm -hmm. and there's a whole list of different tools and strategies because every tool is a, it's, a, it's its own special investment, but right. it's how do we make those things work? Yes. I've never met anyone that likes to pay more taxes than they're supposed to pay. Right. And a lot of people feel like they're paying too much. Mm -hmm. I've never met anyone that likes to lose money. Right. But when I can show people how I can recover money, mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with the market. That it, people are just astounded by that. Definitely. So I gave you the little coffee habit idea, right? Yeah. But the other things would be, you know, financial institutions, credit card living. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. So people. it's. I mean, okay. So <laughs> I, I have to say, you know, I've I've definitely been there where they, you know, you get those the cash rewards. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that love the miles, right. and they tell me, oh, you just, you know. You buy with a credit card, you know, you you pay off certain things with a credit card, mm -hmm. and then you get free vacations every year. But actually, what is that costing you? It's How many people do you run into that get into a crazy much 100% situation? Percent of people that come in all Everybody. have a credit card addiction problem. Wow, That's really because what I call it. because of that, because mm -hmm. they're offering you rewards. I've gotten Sephora points, Nordstrom point, like mm -hmm. credit. Mm -hmm. But at what cost? You it, know, it, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a pretty, I really promote having a cash life. Mm -hmm. It's not that you have to use cash bills for everything, but use what's in your bank. It's kind of like yeah. that old-fashioned way. If the money's not there, don't spend it, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you're going to probably use a credit card, but uh, most people don't even have an emergency fund to be able to put tires on their car. So where right. do they go? I've got to go to the credit card. Right. So we need to have that life happens account, mm -hmm. you know, $1,000, $2,000, because life is going to happen. So what would you say to put in a life happens account? Like, let, let's say based upon their expenses. So if sure. you've got, I'll just throw a number, probably, I'm going to say 10000 because I think that's okay. a round number, and I think 5000 is unrealistic. So if your expenses are 10000 mm -hmm. a month, what would you say to save in? Well, for I think a... there's two different accounts that we want to talk about. Okay. So one is going to be a life happens account. Mm -hmm. So really that, you know, I like how the it's tires life happens happen. instead of crap happens. Yes. Or the yeah. Okay. <laughs> it could be crap happens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but it's that dollar amount mm -hmm. that comes up unexpectedly. We just didn't plan for it. Right. So that's a smaller amount because, you know, the average cost of tires, how much would that cost? Mm -hmm. You know, a thousand, twelve hundred dollars. You know, you don't want to put if you have a child that needs braces. That's not where you're putting that money. Then oh, we have our it. emergency fund. Okay. okay, our emergency fund. We've heard so many talking heads out there saying, "Oh, three months of savings in the bank of your gross income, yeah. not your not your net income, your gross income." Right. Then they go six months, and then I've heard even in the past uh, twelve months. And that's overwhelming. So I think what people should consider when it comes to a true emergency, uh -huh. you know. Basically, let's say you lost your job. Yeah. How long do you want to have reserves there to cover your expenses mm -hmm. from your income? Do you think you can find a new job in six months? I would hope so. Yeah. So six months, I think, is a comfort zone. Okay. But it's liquidity. Mm -hmm. So it can be, you know, in a money market. It could be in a savings account. It could be even in a, you know, investment account as long as it's conservative. But you want to have that liquidity of that money so within days you can actually execute what you need to do. Yeah. So it, liquidity is the bigger factor. Okay. So let's say it's somebody making $120,000 a year. Well, 60000 is six months, and that's yeah. the gross, right? Right. 
instead of just planning for you know uh, an engagement ring that might be you know three months of your income or two uh -huh. months of your income whatever I had a gentleman in my office just asked me about this recently he goes, yeah well, you know how What's many months is it be? supposed to be and yeah. I go I go, it's whatever you want it to be right. to keep her happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> happy wife, happy life, yes. right? Yeah. So, but that emergency fund is so powerful because you don't want to dip into that emergency fund, you know, for, oh gosh, I'm just so tempted to go and use it for a vacation or a special yeah. experience. You want to have an account for that too. Yeah. You know, most people out there will save more for vacations and experiences mm. than they will for an emergency. Mm. And we have to be smarter and more cognizant of what's you know, what's our relationship with money? Right. You know, we need to have a respect for money. Yeah. We work I, hard to make it. We, we want to keep it. Yeah. When you asked me that, I think that that was the real, that was the point where I've been very mindful about it this year for the first time um, and ever. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so, but, and then it was just great timing when I sat down with you and, and you had asked me what's your relationship with money. And it was like, oh gosh, like that's a deep question. <laughs> that's a deep question. Um, and so I challenge everybody, ask mm -hmm. yourself that first. What is your relationship with money? How do you feel about it? Um, because it's something where I've always said I don't care about money, but you only don't care about money when you're making it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think when things happen, when, the, when, when an emergency happens mm -hmm. or when you finally go like, what does my future look like, right. um, then you will care. You will care about and money. And what you're talking about is the vulnerable conversation about money. Yeah. Because so many people, we had a conversation about this in our whole group today, and I said, well, it's the most difficult thing for people to talk mm -hmm. about. They're working so hard each and every day to earn it, yeah. but yet it's the most difficult conversation to have because there's a money anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. No one wants to be told that they did something wrong. Right. You know, I'm not here to tell anybody that they did anything wrong. Right. I just want to make it better. Yeah. And but. if it's someone that's open to that, it's about getting over those anxieties because if you have them now, they're going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say if we do a little bit of these forensic, you know, accountings with your cash flow and how you spend and what you think, and we give an account a purpose or multiple accounts a purpose, mm -hmm. you're going to feel a lot more peace of mind. Right. You know, and if your babies are, you know, you know I want to pay for their college, well, we got to start figuring that out now. Right. And what kind of investments do we put it in? Mm -hmm. And we want them to not be restrictive. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that they don't disqualify them from yeah. any kind of financial aid or, mm -hmm. or, you know, awards and merit gifts that they might be able to get. Right. There is a talent to do these things. Mm -hmm. Again, there's a ton of knowledge in this brain. Yeah. I try to make it so it's a little bit easier to talk about. Yeah. But it's not an easy conversation to have. So I want to ask you a question. Sure. And you could say, Should, I'm, I'm not going to answer this question. question. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that people wonder... When you're a financial planner, when you work with investments, what is the shiny new object that they should invest in? Do you deal with that realm, or is it, is this not even something it's, it's that you? It's a good question. Yeah, and I and I literally have a gentleman client coming in mm -hmm. in a little bit. Right. And when he first met me, it was all about here you go, you do the investments. Yeah. And again, it was the conversation in people's minds of what they think a real true financial planner is. Right. They all think that they're stockbrokers. Yeah. So it's that shiny object, you know, we're all a little ADD out there and we're all control freaks, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's there's no real shiny object. It's about an education through the mm -hmm. process to make the best decisions. Okay. So I've met with people and they go, I never thought anything like like this would be possible. Right. But oh, we that's create cool. mm -hmm. a present and a future. Mm -hmm. Forget about the past. Yeah. But we have to re-engage our thought process and do a paradigm shift mm -hmm. about what we believe to be true about money. Right. Because if something turned out not to be true about something you're doing right now, mm -hmm. financially, yeah. when would you want to find out about it? Right away. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So it's that take action. Mm -hmm. Don't look for the shiny little pretty object. We yeah. all like it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, I mean, we're all guilty of that. Mm -hmm. But think about what's going to be a game changer, you know, a, a life changer and yeah. something for the positive. And the most exciting thing I ever hear from people is that we give them hope mm -hmm. because we are looking at every financial piece. We are looking about protecting the family. We are looking about the investment side. Mm -hmm. We're looking about the cash flow. Where can we put it? Coming up with the goals, dreams, and desires of the consumer, the yeah. client, because it's not about me. Right. As a fiduciary, I have to do what's in the best interest of every person I'm privileged to work with. Mm -hmm. And a fiduciary is a higher responsibility. Yeah. So when I look at those things and I have to literally sign my name to it, or I have a bigger scrutiny on me, yeah. you know, bigger li you know, liability and legal responsibilities to my client, uh -huh. I have to go everywhere. I can't just go to one company. Right. I have to go to every company that I have in my ability to be able to present to a client to say, this is gonna be a great tool. So there's no one particular shiny object. But when the market's booming like it is in the last few weeks, mm -hmm. but prior to it was extremely rocky, right? Right. People go, oh my gosh. Yeah. had several conversations this week about it. Mm -hmm. Well, they love the fact that I can give them good news that we're making money. But the whole point that we want to say, and if you want this tip, losses when it comes to the market will hurt you more than the gains. Yeah, and those I gains just heard that. are going to be amazing when they happen, but the losses are going to hurt you worse. Right. So if you don't That's know what good. your risk exposure is, yeah. you know, if the stock market is, you know, the maximum drawdown is 51%, something like that in mm -hmm. that range, and then you look at your investments and you don't know because you don't have someone showing you this. Right. People will tell me, why hasn't anyone shown me this? And their risk ratio is 60%. No one wants to be in a position where they could potentially lose 60%. Right. And that's why, you know, can another 2008 happen again? Mm -hmm. It absolutely can. Yeah. Not just in the financial services Ooh. world, but also in the real estate world. Yeah. So how do you protect yourself? Mm -hmm. You want to know what risk you have exposed. Yeah. And we have that Sorry. conversation. Very good. And we try not to make it too scary. Yeah. We show the solutions of what they can do to mitigate that stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. Well, if there's on that, I already know your favorite drink. Um, <laughs> it's this, maybe? Just yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorites. Right? Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and do you have anything else that you want to close on where you're like, this is the final thought I'm going to leave you with? Don't procrastinate. Yeah. Start today. Start today. Look at your finances I know the today. holidays are right around the corner, but don't and procrastinate. people don't want to talk about finances We're around the holidays. We're already appointments through, December, well, really through the end of yeah. January right now, just because we are in, you know, in the crux mm -hmm. of it. You know, right. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Everything's happening mm -hmm. all at once. I mean, it'll be Christmas before we know it, and New Year's we'll be celebrating. And what's the number one resolution for someone, you know, when it comes Get to Get my finances in Get order. Create a savings Do account. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things I can talk to you about. Right, but and it's a new it's decade. Get control of what you're working so mm. hard for. Yeah. We work every day so hard for our money. Right, that's good. Now, let's have a little bit more responsibility to it, and let's keep it. Yeah. You know, that's I just want to help people run their personal finances like a business would do for profit. Mm -hmm. Let's show people how to create profit for their personal finances. Awesome. I love it. Well, Thanks. thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank it's you for the wine. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. And remember to hit the subscribe button on your favorite platform. Reviews really help us out. And remember to share the show if you got some serious value out of us today. If you are interested in exploring anything we talked about, visit uncorkshow.com.